Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Notice what Jesus was saying when it comes to children. We can't take them any farther than we've gone in our spiritual walk. We cannot teach, lead, influence what we don't know about God or not practicing. We can't expect our children to grow up and have a strong relationship with God if we as parents don't have a strong relationship with God. Children were precious to Jesus. He warned against causing one of them to stumble in their relationship with God. Pastor Mark will continue to teach from the book of Luke, and he will be addressing parents, particularly in regards to their providing a godly example to their children. We will also be learning that as followers of Christ, we need to keep watch over ourselves so that we don't end up going down the wrong path. We will also hear Jesus speak about being honest with ourselves and being careful not to enter into hypocrisy, but humbly examine our own lives before criticizing someone else. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he finishes his message, Who or What Are You Following? Jesus answered, somebody asked him about the way. He says, I am the way. If you've never circled the in your Bible, you need to do it. Jesus did not say, I am a way. He is the only way. He's the truth. And he's the life. You can't get born again, can't get a life without Jesus. No one comes to the Father. No one gets to heaven except through me. Notice what you hear today. All roads lead to God. No, only one road leads to God. There's only one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. So understand, he's the only guide. So here's what I wrote. And watch how he defines this on this path of life. It's huge. We all have questions. We're in the dark from time to time as we're doing life. Notice this. Write this down this morning. Jesus is the only guide and leader to follow. Period. Done. Finished. Truth. No options. You don't follow a man. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So if I get offline, the elders will get rid of me or correct me. You don't want to go into church and follow a man. You don't follow a man, you follow God. Now, watch what Jesus says. When we begin to follow him, watch what happens. Look at this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light. Light means wisdom. We, it, it opens up. I know what to do. I'm the light of the world. How important to a blind person. 
I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in what? Darkness, what? Again, but have the light of life. When I come to Christ, those of you that are on the fence trying to figure whether this is really good, when you come to Christ, you have his wisdom, all-knowing God. He already has a plan for you. He'll direct you. He'll show you how to do life. Idol can't do it. Satan will lie to you through your teeth. You can't do it yourself. Possessions won't help you. Only God. A dead church, guaranteed, will never help you. Now, there was a time when some of Jesus' followers, well, he gave them a pretty tough sermon, and they just said, well, I'm out of here. Not the apostles, just a bunch of other people. They said, we're not going to do that. You mean we've got to like, give up things to follow you? Oh, forget it. And Jesus turned to his apostles, these 12. You know what he said to them? You going to leave me too? Listen to the answer from Peter. John 6. Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. See, Peter knew that Jesus' teachings were true and that following him and his teaching would give them eternal life right now and heaven when they died. They once heard Jesus talking to a very religious man who was searching. See, religion is always a dead end. Religion is man trying to get to God. No, God sent Jesus to get to us. Religion's a dead end. He was Jewish. And he came to him and Jesus said this to him. I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. You can't get to heaven unless you're born again. So understand, Jesus had the words of eternal life. Here's how to go to heaven. Here's how to have your sins forgiven. Here's how to get to God. Here's how to do life right. The only guy that can do that is Jesus Christ. Now, Go back to Luke 6, where you have your finger. Look at verse 40. Here comes the second teaching from Jesus. Second warning. Three warnings this morning because he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Verse 40. The student is not above the teacher. Here's what you want to write down. Christ followers always remain a student of Jesus. Jesus' apostles were in training to be the new teachers. Jesus is challenging them with this whole sermon and these specific keys that I'm giving you today. Every one of us, we never arrive. We're always learning to be more like Jesus. So first principle, Jesus says, you know, this student is not above the teacher. The teacher knows more than the student. God always knows more than you and me. Don't think you know more than God. Well, I've been, I, look, I've been a Christian more than 66 years. I'm still in the process of learning. Now look at the rest of the verse. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. This is a huge principle. Here's what you want to write down. Here's the second spiritual warning. No, we become like those we follow. We see this principle all through Scripture. Remember the idols I told you about? They can't see, can't whatever, and they just can't anywhere. Uh, They say this in the Bible, same passage. Those who make them will be like them. We end up worshiping them. We made them. In the New Testament, it says this, bad company corrupts good character. Jesus is reminding his disciples that we become like those we follow and hang with. We become like those we worship. That's why you were born to only follow 
Jesus. He said, Pastor Mark, we become like who we hang with and follow. Let me mention a word this morning. ISIS. What do you think the goal of ISIS leaders are as they ravage villages and take all the young people 12 and under? What is the goal for those 12? To become just like who? Their parents? No, they become their parents. And that's the young people who will destroy our world. See, God knew the principle. Satan knows the principle, ISIS. But sometimes we forget the principle. See, Pastor Mark, are you telling me I'm, that I'm going to become like people that I hang with? See, the longer you come here, you're going to become like me. You're going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. But for some of you, I do have hair. Could I hear an amen from the ball people? Here we go. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Praise God. Short with hair. Okay, I'll take it. What do I mean by that? Many people think if they come to Christ, it's just to get to heaven. That's wrong. What is Jesus saying? We become like those we follow. Now, common sense, just think about this. If I follow Jesus, who am I supposed to become like? Exactly. Just write it down. Here's the statement. you got to see. The goal of a Christ follower is to become like Jesus. As I follow him, not know about him, not believe in him, but don't follow, won't ever work. You understand, I'm going to begin to think like Jesus because of his word. I can have the mind of Christ. I'm going to be like Jesus, his character, the fruit of the spirit. We'll see that next week. Jesus says there's no fruit. That's because there's no root. And I'm going to be able to minister like Jesus. Now, as you begin to think about that, those we hang with, those we're around, we become like. Where did that principle originally start? It started in the book of Genesis in the very first home. Mom and dad have children. They hang with those children. Those children are supposed to become like their parents. Here's what I want you to understand. Look at the statement. Parents, you are called and gifted by God to be the spiritual leaders in your homes. Single parent, it applies to you this morning, no problem. You see, our children are a gift from God. And thus, as parents, we need to do everything we can do to have godly influence on them. They're watching us. They're hearing everything we do as parents. And we have a huge influence on who they eventually will follow in their life. Notice what Jesus was saying when it comes to children We can't take them any farther than we've gone in our spiritual walk. We cannot teach, lead, influence what we don't know about God or not practicing. We can't expect our children to grow up and have a strong relationship with God if we as parents don't have a strong relationship with God. See, they become like us. Every fourth week in church, rarely pick up the Bible. 
But that's not the way it was designed. You don't want your children becoming like that. They're going to live somewhere forever like you are. You brought them to the earth. So this is not a condemnation passage from Jesus. This is an encouragement passage. Understand the principle. Those that are under influence with you will become like you. Jesus, he knew that this passage I'm going to show you was given to the Jewish people. They needed to raise their kids to know the one true God. Look at this passage in Deuteronomy. Parents being challenged by it this morning in a good way. God will enable you. never to be. There's no perfect parents either, but he'll enable you to do it. And you parents must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands. He's talking about the commands of the Bible that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. The word of God should be part of your life in your home. You should know the word of God, what I'm teaching you. That's why you're here. Good job. Keep going. Understand it. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about the principles spiritually uh, when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. What does that mean? You have a Bible with you 24-7, sit down. No, it means you're living what the Bible teaches on the road, at home, at school, in the soccer field, when you didn't like the call. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> do you understand what I'm talking about? See, you say, well, Pastor Mark, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. One of the reasons I'm here today, I had godly parents. I was privileged to do that. I had a father who was a pastor for more than 50 years. I never thought I'd be a pastor. I had a mother that didn't know how to pray. They weren't perfect. I'm not perfect. You have an amazing privilege and a great responsibility from God. It's never too late to start doing right. Can I ask you this morning, Mom, Dad, who are you following today? Not believe in God. Who are you following? If you need to make a recommitment at the end of the service, then do it. Get yourself to be there. Because as we follow Christ, we become more and more like him. And we can help others grow your children first. Now look at verse 41. Here comes our last teaching. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. Jesus loved exaggeration. Let me give you an illustration. You're out on the road and you see a friend. It's a spiritual illustration. The piece of dirt in a person's eye is a sin. You see he's doing something wrong. But let's just say, got a little dirt and he can't see to get it out. So the Bible says, you're going to help him. But the person that's going to help him has a plank in his own eye. Now, if you had a little piece of dust in your eye, how many of you would like this sucker to come up there and try to pick that thing out of your eye? He can't even see you. So what is Jesus saying? You're going to see the principle. He's going to say, this person doesn't even know he's got a plank in his eye. And Jesus is going to call him a hypocrite. So look at the principle. It's fantastic. Watch this. How can you say to your brother, this is between Christians, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, 
when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye, you hypocrite. So what is Jesus' whole principle? Finish it. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Here's Jesus' third principle this morning. Already given you two. Here's the third one. Write it down. Here's his warning. See, a hypocrite cannot help anybody. What is a hypocrite? What does a person with a plank in their eye mean, Pastor Mark? Here it is. Look at this definition. Hypocrite, a person with a critical, judgmental, self-righteous attitude. Who is Jesus talking about? The Pharisees. The religious Pharisees who said, you need to be righteous like we are, keeping the externals. But their heart was wicked. And Jesus says, you're going to follow these guys? Don't follow them. They can't help you. See, a self-righteous person can't help you because they're always pointing at what's wrong with you. So what is Jesus talking about? Notice that principle up there. Look at that word again. Understood. When you see this, critical judgment, self-righteous. What does that mean? It means that, I wish I could say to you this morning that doesn't apply to us, but it does. Every person in this room is a hypocrite from time to time. Every person. But what does that mean? It means that we love to exaggerate the faults of others and minimize our own. We like to find fault. We like to very time. Listen to this. We frequently overlook our own sins, but easily spot the same type of sin in somebody else. And we go, what is wrong with you? And Jesus says, What is wrong with you? I condemn you, but I have the same sin. Why is that? Because I want to make you look bad and umwa look good. Jesus says, you can't help anybody. You can't help anybody. So what is Jesus' solution? Does he just give up on these people? No, look at verse 42. You hypocrite. Instead of pointing your fingers at others, first, circle the word, first, take the plank out of your eye. And then, circle the word, you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So here's what you want to write. I have it for you. First, when I have that kind of an attitude and I'm trying to be better than other people, and I have the same stupid sin, and I'm self-righteous, I'm really good, I'm the pastor. I have to repent and say, God, forgive me. I pointed out their sin. It's ugly in them. It's as bad in me. I repent. I'm a critical, negative person. Remember, listen, listen. You hang around a hypocrite, what do you become? You hang around negative, critical, judgmental. You know, some people, nothing's ever right. It's because they're not right with God. God didn't make critical, negative, judgmental people. Then he says, second, then we can see clearly to help another believer. 
The point is, we can't help someone else in their walk with God until I'm right with God. God designed. You say, well, Pastor Mark, if this person, if this person gets right with God and that's gone from their life, what are they to do then? Then help the other person. See, we're family. We all get discouraged sometimes. Sometimes we're kind of heading down the wrong road. That's why you need to be in a small group. You need to be in a place where people love for one another. Galatians 6.1 is the answer to this whole situation. It says, you that are spiritual, if you see someone in a sin, go and restore them. Let me remind you this morning, the purpose of the church is not condemnation. The purpose of the church is restoration. We're not here to condemn people. We're here to get them to say, I need God, like all of us do. Come on home. So see, we're a family. That's the way it works. So take care of my own critical judgmental thing. We all have it. And then get involved in other lives. Encourage them. Man, brother, you know what? Have the same issues. Man, and God really dealt with me, and, and I've asked his forgiveness, and, and can I help you? Can I pray for you or what? So you need a relationship to do that. You just don't walk up to somebody. You need a relationship, but that's what the family does. We love one another. restore one another. We challenge one another. So Jesus says, a religious person that's self-righteous, they can't help anybody. Well, what good is a church that can't help hurting people? Because we're too good for you. It's useless. Remember how the Calvary Chapels got started way back? By the way, Calvary Chapel isn't a perfect church at all. Remember how they got started? With the hippies that were on drugs in California in the 70s. And the first Sunday, all those kids came in stinking, no showers, you know. We're loving people, no showers. I don't know how that works together, but it did. (laughs) They came in barefoot in the little teeny church of Calvary Chapel. And the elders saw them coming in barefoot and said, you can't come in here. Get, get cleaned up before you can come to church. Pastor Chuck saw that and said, uh, either they're coming in or I'm tearing the carpet up. We're here. We're here to help people far from God come on home. Don't think you're better than them because we were all the same. We were born with a sin nature. Now this morning... I want to end with one picture. We're going to pray, and we're going to be done. Here's the picture. Who are you actually following this morning? If it isn't Jesus in a personal relationship, things are going to end badly for you. But you can change it this morning. Today is the day of salvation. You can begin your walk with God, or you can come back home if you've walked away. In today's message, Pastor Mark reminded us of Jesus' care for children, of the importance of parents to be a good example for their kids. He also cautioned church-raised young adults not to stray into the world. We also were taught about the dangers of hypocrisy and of our need to remain humble when being tempted to judge others realizing that we all fall short of God's expectations. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. In the next message, Pastor Mark will be teaching on the need for us to get a checkup. Of our heart, that is. Jesus talked about how what we said and did was a direct result of whatever was in our heart and our need to let Jesus cleanse our heart so that our actions would be the kind that please Him. We'll also learn more about the good and bad kinds of hearts we can have. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.